Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. I'm Dave Lorenzo. And today we're talking about writing and the power of the pen. Well, it's the proverbial pen because these days we do all of our writing usually on electronic devices. But I'm going to share a way with you today that you don't have to do any writing at all and you can still get all the benefits from it. My guest today is Raj Goodman Anand, and he's the founder of Goodman Lantern. This is a team of native English content writing folks. They provide a service that helps businesses sell better and grow faster. Now listen, Raj is an engineer by profession, so he can get down into the business if he has to. And he's founded three startups over the years. He's raised all kinds of capital. He took one startup from venture uh, with zero to acquisition. He sold the business. He has not only had a flourishing career within startups, but also with large and mid-sized organizations working on launching startups or new products within them. Now, he's built products and helped companies make an income of in excess of 45 million pounds. That's Great Britain pounds, folks. That's a lot of money. He's won Business Week's Europe's Entrepreneur, Young Entrepreneur for 2007. And he's been named one of Revolutions Magazine's 50 Most Influential People in Digital. That was back in 2009. He's spoken at various venues, including Foreign and Commonwealth Office, the British Library, several universities, Raj and his entrepreneurial ventures have had coverage in The Telegraph, Guardian, Business Week, and Observer, and now he's here with us today. Please welcome Raj to the Inside BS Show. All right, Raj, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you being here. Dave, good to be on. Thanks for the opportunity. All right, so let's talk about writing, Raj. I talk to my clients all the time about how you can develop a really good, powerful, long-lasting expert relationship through writing. Tell me a little bit about your, uh, your journey and what got you into creating content for a living for other people. Well, Dave, I think businesses are built you scratch your own edge. And that's when businesses do really well, when you really have that kind of edge. And prior to starting Goodman Lantern, I used to work for a large Spanish organization where I helped them take the company from seven and a half million to 45 million in, in revenue. And that was based on good content, good storytelling, SEO. And I know that, in, especially in B2B, it's very powerful to actually have that kind of content story, uh, the company story, because people buy from, from, from people and people buy and they hear good stories. So storytelling and SEO is a big part of what we do. And I said to myself, well, if I do this you know, for this company, I can do this for myself and I can supply and, and offer this to other customers within the, the B2B space. And... So I left that company and I started my own organization seven years back. And fast forward today, we have a flourishing team working with customers all across the world, in uh, mainly in the American and European uh, continents. And uh, we, we really help our customers sell better and grow faster. Okay, so let's let's talk about the type of uh, copy that you write, the type of articles that you write. What do people come to you most often for? What is the what is the most requested 
type of copy these days um, that people are looking for? What? A lot of companies work with us on their blogs, their articles for the website, guest posts, for example. But often we also do large copies like ebooks, uh, white papers, research papers. That's something which we do quite a lot of as well. So it's a mixed bag. I mean, so it's basically co content for your, your, your marketing content for your educational purposes, for example, which helps in conversion, and then social media content to influence people and indicate certain actions as well. Okay, so let's let's start with uh, let's start with the most uh, the most frequently uh, requested stuff, which is probably blog posts, right? How do you, how do we decide? So I'm I'm a business owner. How do I decide what I need a blog post written on, or how many blog posts I need a month? It, are we and am I writing for search engines or am I writing for people who are reading for credibility? Who's who? Am, who should I be writing for? Well, let's kind of zoom out a little bit first and look at the bigger picture here. When it comes to content writing or just marketing in general, there's a funnel which we look at. So there's a top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and bottom of the funnel. Top of the funnel is all about getting your customers into the funnel to tell them about your industry and what you do. Um, the next thing mm. is to educate them about your services and products and tell them about why you're different, your USP, your secret sauce. And then finally, you have the bottom of the funnel, the Bofu, where you kind of convert them to landing pages, email marketing, that sort of stuff. Um, so it first thing which it comes down to is where is the customer in that funnel, in that journey? Are they? Do they have enough people coming to the website? For example, if that's already happened, then it's about educating the customers about their offering, for example, in the middle of the funnel. And then when they get there, then it's about conversion. Writing content may sound today that it's all about keyword stuffing and it's all about sort of writing for your bots. But actually, mm -hmm. that's not a driver of conversion. It comes down to writing content which is helpful if the content is helpful for the your audience you'll spend a longer longer time on that content maybe your website maybe your linkedin maybe your social post that allows the platform to realize that you your content is engaging and and impactful mm. and valuable that's the the holy grail as aware of content it's about keeping people hooked on to it and asking for more okay Great. So let's say I have a let's say I have a business and I'm in professional services, legal or accounting or you know consulting, engineering, you know background that you're familiar with, and this is a business where people uh, are coming to to my website regularly because I post unique content. And let's say I get busy, so I, I reach out to you and I call you and I say, Hey Raj, I need weekly blog posts. What is the what is the first step for you? Because this is a you know this is a technical industry. So how do we make sure that the blog posts are reflective of the same quality that I was that I was doing on my own? Uh, absolutely, it's, it's a great question, uh, that, that, that Dave, and it's, we get asked all the time. So the first step, actually, in the journey of content outsourcing or content creation, is to understand the company's voice, their tone, their mission, their core values. That is the first step in any content creation because if you don't sound authentic as as written by the founder potentially, then we are 
probably in an area or, or, or a zone where you don't want to be as a company. We want to make mm, sure that we replicate okay. the organization completely. And we actually spend a couple of months on our dime to learn about the company, their vision, their, their organization, because that is core to our business. So that's investment from our end. It's our investment to relationship. And we spend a lot of time to learn about the company. Uh, we, we often you know, challenge our customers as well on what they say their core values are and what they really are based on what we have seen. So, you know, it's all about a partnership between us and the and the customer. Typically, the customer is the expert in this space they are in. We expert writing content for them from a storytelling and SEO perspective. So it's a marriage to kind of help our customers, you know, again, grow faster and sell better. Okay. Now, what about frequency? Should we, is it, is, is one week enough, once a week enough? Is it too much? What, what frequency do you recommend for people posting content online? Well, it, it really depends actually. I mean, we have clients uh, who, you know, who write say two pieces of, of long content. This is, you know, I'm talking about eight to 10,000 words, for example, essay style content. Wow. Really, really long content, but it's preferred now by Google. They like to have authoritative content, which can, you know, really talk about these scenarios and drive a customer across the entire perspective, right from the, the initial, uh, you know, story to, to the actual description and then the, the process as well. So um, we have customers who do that, for example, then we have other customers who do, you know, two times per week, for example, the other customers who are doing once per day uh, or twice per day. It just depends upon the company, their story, and what their the mission is. If they, you know, if they are growing rapidly and the content is really working for them, then the idea to scale up is not a bad idea. Uh, we we then recommend, for example, you know, you know, two to three to to four uh, um, blogs or articles per day. But also, it should it should match with the the website. I mean. Keeping this, the website copy the same for a long time will not help the SEO. So it's good to kind of refresh the, the content uh, on different pages as well, alongside the blog, for instance. Okay, great. Now let's let's talk a little bit about research papers or like a like a white paper that somebody would offer to their prospective clients. What what would you need to get started? Does somebody come to you with just just with an idea, and then you can help them do the paper, or do they have to come with an outline? How does how does it work? How can people engage you to do like research papers? Well, David depends really on the company. So we have a client, for example, right now we were working with who whom we're writing a, a large piece of uh, research, which they will use, which they're currently actually using for training purposes of the of their current customers and employees. That's like a, a manual they're building for them. And and with that, they really just came up with the, the concept and you know sent a lot of research data, which they uh, usually follow for their training purposes. And then we picked up the bits from them. We have, for example, routine calls, you know, two or three calls per week to kind of iron out the, the stuff and we things for, for some time now. The other clients who go into to real detail and they, they need exactly the kind of outline and the and the, the styling of the the content. Well, so they have other clients who kind of send in their version of the the research paper and what we're doing for them really is proofreading and asking questions. So it varies quite a bit and it's you know 
we're comfortable to kind of jump in, uh, but we'd like to kind of be, be part of it as soon as possible, ideally. Okay, so get you involved early on. They don't necessarily need to send you an outline. You can help them with an outline, but they have to have some idea of what they what they want to put together in the in the research paper. Now, your your team will do the actual research themselves. They'll do the research for the paper on behalf of the client. Yes. So it, again, depends upon the subject matter. We have experts in different subject matters, for example, who can bring in. Uh, we have others who you know, like to bring in their own experts and who work with the content team uh, as a, a unit. So we typically within our team, we'll have a, a, a writer, an editor, a, a digital marketing expert, and a project manager from, from our end. And then you can bring in the subject matter expert in as well if, if, if it's required, for instance, or we can work with the client's expert to kind of form a team. So this team is the winning combination for any white paper, ebook, or even sort of smaller form of content like blogs or articles as well. Okay. Now talk about talk about an ebook. Who needs who needs an ebook? Who should what type of business should uh, should be producing ebooks? Uh. Well, it, it varies quite a bit. So if you look at the startup world, for instance, there's a, there are a few examples of where, you know, startups have written ebooks, which has changed their perception in the market. Uh, we're looking mm. at things like 37 Signals, who, who did Basecamp, and they wrote, a, they wrote a series of books, for example, uh, around the philosophy of running a company, being lean, for example, and you know, scaling up the company with less people and actually having a work-life balance. Then there are other companies who are in the sort of the more corporate and mid to large companies who, who write books to kind of allow their customers to understand the, the depth of knowledge and what they can mm. bring into to the uh, to, 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 to the whole jigsaw. So it really is about um, influencing your customers who are either they only looking to purchase from you or they already have bought something from you and they you want to get them to to buy again from you. It's about that, that influencing purposes where the ebooks come in, into into picture. And it can, you know, be a startup right through to a corporate organization, but these are expensive pieces of of of, of content and this needs a lot of work. So typically companies who have a budget for it would go for an ebook. Someone who doesn't will probably do some smaller form of content and then put them all together. Ah, I see. I see. So you could do a series of blog posts. You could do like three months worth of blog posts, one blog post every week. And then that could be a way to aggregate the content into sort of an ebook to do it to do it that way. Yes. OK. What um, what are you seeing now in the, you know, out there in the business world? Who um, what types of businesses engage uh, content writers most frequently? Content writing has been going on for ages. I mean, I often mention this, but Napoleon used to do content writing. He used to, he used to send out press releases to, to gazettes in France to rally the troops and really get the the the, the citizens of France behind him for, for his war and all the other efforts he did. So it, it's been there around for, for donkeys of years and it's gonna be around for, for another few few centuries. And simply because content can be used in different forms, it's just consumed in different forms. Basically, we, from newspapers, you're going to radio, to television, now social media, and who knows tomorrow we might be doing more VR-based 
content consumption. We don't know yet, but it's all about mm. consumption of stuff, which is interesting, which helps us solve a problem for us. And we, we kind of get, you know, get something from it. So uh, I don't think there's going to be ever sort of a, an end to content as such. We'll keep seeing it in different forms. And I think for, 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 for clients, whether they're B2C or B2B, it's about adapting to the changes. If, if there is a new form of content consumption, if you're targeting millennials, and, and and Gen Z and they are using, for example, TikTok and Instagram. Then embrace it. You know, don't don't repel it because at the end of the day, content consumption is gonna never gonna stop. But the form of consumption will change, and we have to change with it. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point. So you can if you're if you're targeting younger people you can write articles and post them on your website but you've got to go where the young people are right so you've got to be in the media where where the young people are let's let's talk a little bit about that do you do you do anything to help your clients engage people in different forms of media how do you how can you help them with that well so we um not only write the content on social media, but we also actually find ways to help them engage with customers uh, in the form of that we actually create groups for them where there's active participation in that topic. For example, if, we, if you're writing for um, uh, automation or, or automotive industry, we actually have a, a group on, on LinkedIn, which is enthusiasts who are in, in automotive industry. So we can actually get and rally, rally the group members to then comment or participate in the updates from a client, for instance, that's one thing. Second thing is it's about building a community which is above and beyond a platform. So if you have a newsletter, for example, and you have a blog, for example, your website, for example, it's about cross-pollination. So don't just, just kind of keep the website to the website and the social media, social media, you know, mention each other on different forms. And that really helps to drive traffic and to for people to find you and follow you on different platforms so that as you post on LinkedIn or you send a newsletter, they know what's going on as, in the, within the company. Yeah, you you talked a little bit about some of the some of the groups. Tell me tell me more about that. So, how would you help? Like, let's say we create a, a Facebook group, and we're we're in the process of doing this right now for our Inside BS community. You create a Facebook group, and you know we're posting the videos of these interviews. We're doing behind the scenes stuff. We're sharing all kinds of information with them. How does uh, how does a company like yours help engage the people who are members of the community uh, in the in the in these groups in the Facebook group? Yeah, so um, I mean, we we used to do a lot of Facebook groups as well, but we kind of stopped that as it were. We're now doing mainly LinkedIn groups, um, only because we're doing a lot of B two B stuff. But you know, the Facebook group which we built, you know, we we grew it very quickly from zero to ten thousand uh, members and. Uh, it was basically in the back of doing a lot of interesting content, which was a bit different. So we do a lot of polls, for example. We would we would actually you know bring in experts and do like some Facebook lives, for instance, as well, and really engage people to like drive uh, engagement in real time because that was a is a big part of actually getting information or to provide information is to you know get people engaged. The moment they they don't engage with the the group. The algorithm on Facebook or LinkedIn will not show you regularly. So they, part of you know, touching people, um, you know, as metaphorically, is really important 
for, um, for, for for social media overall. So, you know, we'll find ways to kind of, you know, welcome people on Facebook groups, for example. We will, we would do lives, for instance. We'll take a lot of times the members from the same group to be featured on the live as well. So, they, you know, they then drive engagement with other people they're connected to on Facebook as well. So these kind of like, there are some sort of rules as it were, which you follow in, with an engagement to kind of really get people to come back to the, to the platform, also the Facebook algorithm to show uh, the content of the group regularly as well. Oh, okay. So the engagement, the interaction of the people in the group is critical to getting the getting the group to uh, to rise to the top of people's feeds so that people can see the you know the folks who are in the group what's going on in the group so that the, it comes up in their feed more frequently okay and so you said you switched from facebook to linkedin why did you why did you move from facebook groups to linkedin groups Are, aren't aren't facebook groups more flexible isn't it isn't aren't there more things you can do with facebook how is how does linkedin compare so i, I mean if it if it i think it all depends on the audience it's not about the uh, Facebook versus LinkedIn, it's about the audience. Um, what we noticed was that initially uh, one of our, our campaigns was to send people to our SaaS platform, which is basically a yellow pages on steroids. And that was mainly for mm -hmm. one man businesses, uh, one woman businesses. I mean, uh, it's all about the sort of the smaller businesses mm -hmm. as well. Um, but then we realized that actually to scale up and to talk to corporates, it's really hard to find them on Facebook groups. You know, they exist on Facebook, they are on Facebook, they don't engage with groups in that way. They were more keen to kind of look at um, LinkedIn as a way to, you know, connect with people. And that's why we moved to LinkedIn. I do agree that Facebook actually is more, you know, engagement oriented than, than LinkedIn. LinkedIn groups were once upon a time the place to be and at the moment it's more facebook i would say but the the challenge really is to find your your audience there in the same capacity as as they would engage on linkedin and that's really hard so we've used combination of linkedin and other strategies to kind of engage with with customers and linkedin actually does work a bit better for b2b Okay, so what uh, talk about the types of content that work in the in these in this group setting, right? What would what type of content do you help your clients create, or do you recommend that your that your clients use to to engage the folks in their communities? Well, without going into sort of too much detail, and making making it you know making it more relevant to to to, to the audience, I, I would say that writing for. Um, Facebook or LinkedIn social media, whether it's groups or, or posts, for example, there's a typical style of writing it. And I think it's it's not about writing long paragraphs, which are, you just keep going on and on. It's about writing short, snappy uh, piece of content, which can be read easily. And it's easy for the, for the eye to navigate through the points and then kind of continue further. You know, there's a there's a very popular app called Hemingway app, for example, which kind of gives you a score mm. on your writing style. So you know, it's it's about using those kind, those kind of tools to kind of check if your if your content writing style is in line with uh, the the typical Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, maybe not Twitter as much, but more like Facebook or LinkedIn style of writing, which is you know very easily. Navigatable across to, to to the actual content, and really you can see it very quickly and see if it's relevant to you. And if it is, you read further. If it's not, 
you just scroll down or scroll up as it were. So that's a important part of writing content, for example. Then there's things like videos, images. You know, today, if you look at videos, they perform, outperform their images or no image or no video uh, post always, literally. Um, and it's it's about looking at relevant videos, but also sometimes you have videos that are not super relevant to the actual content, but gives you a gist of the style of content. So getting people to you know, have videos on their posts, for example, so that people can stop there for a second as they scroll through their feeds and actually see that content which you have also helps. So there, again, there's, there is like a, um, a, a guide we have internally of, of techniques which we have seen which works really well. That alongside with the company's core values, their mission, their vision, their voice, put together really helps to drive uh, content and traffic. Okay, Raj, so if people want to engage you, they want to connect with your company, how can they How can they find out more about you? Sure thing. Well, we are, uh, I mean, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Raj Goodman and uh, look me up and obviously feel free to add me. I'd love to hear from people to so drop me a message or you can look at goodmanlantern.com. Just Google it and um, yeah, drop us a, a message. We'll be happy to help. Okay, so if you're looking more for more from Raj, go to Goodman Lantern, G-O-O-D-M-A-N-L-A-N-T-E-R-N.com, GoodmanLantern.com. You can find out all about his company there. You can add him on LinkedIn. We're going to put a link to his LinkedIn profile in the show notes so that everybody can access that. Raj Goodman, Anand. Raj Goodman, Anand. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to I wanna really... Uh, express our appreciation for your sharing your, our uh, this session on writing tips and how we can use content to improve our overall online experience. Thanks for joining us today. And that'll do it for another edition of the Inside BS Show, friends. We're back here every day with another exciting interview or a way to take you inside business strategy, share all the insider business secrets, and cut through all the inside BS that's bogging you down. Until tomorrow, here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.